You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. What was Bobby Robson like? Was he... Because obviously your first experience with tournament with him, he loses three games. Yeah. He must... I'm not like... That was slightly before my time... Eighty-eight, mm-hmm. but if that happened now, the manager wouldn't make it to the World Cup. Yeah. Was he under? He was under a lot, and also he'd gone into the nineteen ninety World Cup. People know he's leaving, don't they? Because he's agreed mm-hmm. to join mm-hmm. PSV or Porto. Or, I can't remember who it was. Mm-hmm. What was the? Was there a lot of respect for him from the players? A load of respect. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And uh, I a lot think of everyone, press on his back, weren't there? Yeah, oh, well, there always is, isn't there? I mean, any yeah. you know, any England manager is going to get that. But he had a load of respect from the players, certainly, and he would. Um, he would make just funny mistakes a lot as well, but you, you, that kind of endeared what him to you. can never remember people's names. Well, that's right. He would mix names up. So we had Neil Webb and Stuart Pearce. Okay. That mm. becomes Stuart Webb. <laughs> and which one of the two did he mean? So you'd see both guys going off and then one peeling off. It was just the weirdest, the weirdest situation. The World Cup 90, it's not like a full bench, is it? It's like No, that's right, that's right. Yeah, so I was in on the, the semi-final. Uh, but you still, even if you're yeah. you're not involved, you are inside. Yeah. Uh, I do remember being inside in the Egypt game Yeah. Uh, at half-time. That wasn't, and what are you doing, just that, sitting there? That wasn't a pleasant... Suit. Well, I was holding my nose. What do you mean? Because Gary Lineker, that's one where he overstretched. Oh, <laughs> Left something out on the pitch. Comes, <laughs> comes back in, and there was no air conditioning. It was boiling hot inside that dressing room. Oh, my God. Could you smell it? Well, of course you could. <laughs> <laughs> did everyone know? Were you, did you like, know? Well, it was like, white shorts, bench? for God's sake. Well, of course you're going to know what's going on. <laughs> oh, so what are they like, those team talks, when you're in the dressing room with Bob? Uh, well, you... Uh, uh, they're, they're calm in that you know he's got to make sure so he gets everyone sat down uh, calm get your drinks whatever you want and then settle down and then he'll come out with just some you know important points that he thinks uh, you know can change things uh, Don Howe was important as well uh, yeah. but it was probably the one that would you know go and uh, and say a few bits so he never ranted and raved anything like that he just you know methodically took his time and you listened you know everyone you know, listened completely and then there's the last minute goal against Belgium. Oh, what a goal. David Platt was yeah. just yeah. fantastic. Yeah, and you must have known Platt from Villa. That's you? right, from, uh, from Villa, yeah. But also I went on the um, England B trip with, uh, with Platty, yeah, uh, to Iceland, Hungary and Switzerland or something or other. Um, and Gaza was in that, that uh, trip as yeah. well. So yeah, I, so I knew a few of them obviously beforehand. I, I got a few caps by that stage as well. Um, but yeah, but Platty, uh, it was in Bologna that game was yeah. uh, against Belgium. Into Schifo. 
was their main playmaker. But what a what a fantastic goal it was yeah, from Platy. And would you party after winning a game like that? What no, you can't you can't party because you have to recover. It's all about you know recovery mm-hmm. and, and getting ready for the the next yeah. year. So it was more about getting some pasta and risotto down your neck than <laughs> than anything else. Really. Were you straight on a plane after the game then? Oh, do you we're getting coaches everywhere? Coaches everywhere, yeah. And then probably next day we'd we'd kind of fly, and then uh, off you go again. New hotel, new training ground, and away you went. So, yeah, you started. I think we were in uh, was it Naples, wasn't it? Against Cameroon. Mm. Yeah. So uh, yeah, beautiful hotel. Yeah, Positano. Yeah, but no. And there's a kind of theory or a feeling that England kind of underestimated Cameroon. You'd be right. Really? <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, it was the t- all the talk well, in the dressing room like this is going to be a walk. Well, no, not, not so much in the dressing room. It was more to do with we got, um, I've not said this before, we, we, we got given a, um, like a scouting report. Mm. Okay. And, uh, well, not got given. Bobby Robson kind of read it out, the yeah. scouting report. And um, it sounds like it's a sheet of A4. <laughs> it probably wasn't that big. <laughs> <laughs> and it was more to do with, well, they. You know they can't pass, they can't head, they can't do this, that that sort of thing. Wow! And uh, yeah, and uh, well, little did we know. Of course, we we soon found out that they they certainly can pass, they yeah. certainly can play, they certainly they, can head. They, so were, they, they were fantastic. Really well. They beat an Argentina. They yeah, they were fantastic. How they? does that kind of? Well, I don't know, and, and it was a strange one because that's the yeah. only time we ever got to actually hear about a uh, a report like that. Because normally those reports are done. There's a lot of them. Obviously, it goes to the management, the coaching staff. They'll you know, sift through them and, and they'll use them in their, their training and then pre-match yeah. uh, team talks and what have you to a point. But it, that was the only one that I do remember. Uh, got this report here. They can't pass. They can't head. They can't. <laughs> <laughs> Who did this scouting report? Yeah. Yeah. I, wonder if, um, isn't it? I wonder if, like how you get the players' names wrong, he, he sent the scout to, uh, to the wrong team. <laughs> That's probably what it was. <laughs> Djibouti or somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong team. But you, so England get through off the back of two Gary Lineker penalties. Yeah. yeah. You get to that night in Turin there. Yeah. Mm. So what was the day like? What did you, do you remember much about the day? Was everyone quite nervous ahead of the game? Yeah. Um, I remember the day before, uh, especially as well, because <laughs> the, the, the legendary story about uh, Gaza, because he just, he just can't relax. You know, he can't sit still simple as that and because of the heat again as well mm. um, Bobby Robson had us uh, after training we, we got in had lunch and he said listen you get to your beds now just go away into your rooms and relax mid afternoon uh, mid afternoon exactly so the heat and everything else you know and uh, so we did we all you know went off well we did apart from one, one person and Bobby Robson gets a call uh, late in the afternoon so I think one of your players is, uh, is, is on the tennis courts <laughs> And uh, they said, no, no, surely not. No, I've told them all to go to bed. And, uh, you know, there's no, none of our players are out there. He goes, no, no, I, I think uh, Paul Gascoigne is is out here playing tennis. And supposedly the story goes that he goes out there and um, there is Gaza on the tennis court uh, playing away against this German guy. And uh, not a player, just a, a fan. Exactly. <laughs> and Gaza shouts, listen, boss, can we just play the third set? Because it's one all. <laughs> Oh God! Anyway, so he was out playing tennis. They grabbed him and dragged him back in, and uh, yeah, so he wasn't nervous at all. He was just wow. Yeah, it was, was there talk? Does anyone? I know it goes. We take it one game at a time. We can't say. Did anyone say we could win the World Cup here? No, no, and because uh, you do stop and think how close you are. Could you think yeah. how many opportunities you're going to get in your lifetime? You know, yeah. and and this is getting closer and closer and closer. 
and actually I thought we deserved to win I thought you know we the post yeah. we, I thought we, we yeah. played fantastic and you look at the final as well I think we had a good chance against either yeah, of those yeah. sides so ah, it's all ifs and buts but um, it just got so exciting so, it, it, so that day yeah what's the feeling in the camp like it's tense it's nervous it is and, and I was sub and um, I have no idea why but we ended up trying to work out you know penalty takers and all that sort of stuff before, well before, before the yeah, match. Yeah, before the match, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he mentioned to me that if I actually came on, yeah. would I like to take a penalty? I think, geez, I'm wetting myself as it is, and now you're getting me to take a penalty. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> yes, of course, I will. That's fine, you know. So it was just, it was nervous and excitement all kind of, you know, rolled into one. Is yeah. there any part of you, like at that stage in the tournament, so England are, what, five, six games in, you haven't played at all. Mm. Are you thinking, oh God, I don't know. Do I want to come on during this game, or are you? Well, sort of hoping- what you are thinking, and you're right in saying something like that. In that, I'm thinking, I hope my fitness is is absolutely okay. You know, because mm. I haven't played for you know three or four weeks. So, well, yeah. two and a half three. Destroyed by the Zola guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this little pygmy guy who made me look stupid. <laughs> um, and actually, the 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 warm up was the weirdest thing as well because uh, now I'm out there. I'm I'm now warming up. So. The Germans had you been on, on the bench side. not at all until this not point. at all not on the official bench no so, so there I am semi-final I had no idea <laughs> <laughs> they needed an Aussie to come on and score a penalty I don't know what's going on I suspect he picked the wrong name maybe. is that what I <laughs> Djibouti like that yeah. room thing yeah um, so then as you're warming up I don't know if you remember the Della Alpi had a camera right above the centre circle right. okay and so it's like 200 yards up in the air it's crazy yeah. high but it's right above and so here we are, semi-final of the World Cup, and we go out for a warm-up. Well, Gaza, <laughs> good old Gaza, runs straight to the centre circle with the ball and boots it as high as he could to try and hit the camera. <laughs> <laughs> this is the warm-up for the, the semi-final. <laughs> The semi-final. <laughs> but what was worse, I think it was, was it Hassenthaler, the uh, the little right winger. He spots Gaza doing this, so he tries to do the same. <laughs> I'm going to mark this guy, right? So now I don't want to look at him. If I come on, I'm marking this guy. And then I see him with the ball in his hands. So I'm looking over, look at So he kicks it up, miles in the air. As it comes down, he catches it on his blinking foot. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh my God, he's fantastic, this guy. <laughs> Keep running, don't watch, don't watch. <laughs> it was it was strange, because you're out there and you're trying to make sure you warm up properly and everything else, but just Gaza doing that kind of just releases a bit of tension and off yeah. you go, you know, you're, you're into the warm-up then. So you're on the bench and you would have been sat there when Gary Lineker turns to Bobby Robson and says, keep, keep, keep an, an eye. eye. Did you see, you must have seen those scenes yeah, unfolding. That's right. right, yeah, you know, because obviously then he's, he's upset and he's such an emotional you know, character yeah. and uh, yeah, and then he starts, obviously the tears come out and you think, to think, you know, he would have missed the final. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's what's going through his head at the moment, yeah. isn't it? You know, was there any do. talk of like taking him off? Was there any murmurings on the bench about you know, has his head gone? Well, yeah, but also you got to look at it. We needed him on the pitch to win the game, so yeah. you know, it's it's a fine a fine yeah, balancing yeah. act. And then you lose. Oh, can we talk about oh, Pete Shilton's penalty yeah. saving technique? <laughs> I reckon he should die for one. What do you? Think? <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, to be fair, they were great penalties, weren't they? I mean, the, yeah. the German took yeah. you know, tremendous. Did you I, practice penalties? Uh, yeah, yeah. But you, can you can, yeah. can you really practice a penalty? No, you can't. Exactly, you can't. Mm. You, simple as that. Because what are you what are you actually practicing? It's more to do with you're practicing the walk. It's it's controlling the situation. In training, you can't do that. Mm. It's a laugh. It's a you know you can try and make it serious, but there's nothing like that situation at the end of a mm. game. So, 
after the game, what's it like when devastation? That, what do you remember being on the pitch after? The yeah, and after? you're trying to console certain players. I was actually I went to Gaza. I remember going to him and uh, and Piercy Stewart was obviously my great rival, you know, yeah. at left back. But we got on really well. I, had, I you know, I've got to say, I have so much respect for Stewart, a great player, and we we got on really well. But um, I just found it difficult to go near him because I know he was hurting so much yeah. and he didn't want anyone near him but you wanted to but I didn't it was just it's like everything's just been whipped away from you you know in one yeah. one moment because you're so close to something absolutely incredible and then it's all gone and everyone's just distraught and uh you know. and then what did you do because you've got to play this third fourth place player that, oh, yeah. that must be so annoying do you just party like I just want to go home? Yeah, but I was going to play in that. So no, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a game. Hey. Uh, no, you're right. And even I wanted to to go in the respect that we just felt, you know, uh, shocking. So uh, it was difficult, and Boris and I just, you know, raise raise the players up again to uh, to give it one more go, type of thing, and yeah. uh, and then get out of there. But um, yeah, it's a difficult game to play in that one for sure. So that night, the third, fourth place playoff is the Italy team probably almost more inconsolable after that semi final than the England team. You're right because obviously they're they're at home, a home World Cup. That's right. Yeah. They were doing fantastic, and yeah, uh, yeah and they didn't. And um, so we won that game, didn't we? No, we lost. We lost it. Oh. Yeah, easy to remember, isn't it? That one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't even think of that game happening. Like yeah. for me, I crossed the, it, and David Platt scored with a header. Now come on, <laughs> <laughs> you, you have to remember that one. <laughs> You've got a one assist in. You've got a hundred percent assist record in well, international exactly. tournaments. Exactly, that wasn't bad <laughs> at all. Okay. <laughs> one, one thing I do remember actually, and um, about that game uh, very distinctly is um, it, it was strange for lots of reasons. But my my uh, mum and dad were there mm. watching, so it was in Bari. And who uh, was your dad supporting? Well, exactly. For him, it was the perfect game. Weirdly <laughs> enough, yeah. in that his son played well, set up a goal, but Italy won. Which, <laughs> <laughs> Dad, come on! In, in, I mean, that could have been the final. That it would've... could have been. It should have been. Mm, yeah, you're yeah. right. But I remember what I do remember about that game afterwards is that um, obviously you just want to finish the game and, and kind of get off, and, and that was that. And uh, but then some of the guys were starting to swap shirts and, and things like that, and uh, I was quite one of the late ones off the pitch and as I went down the tunnel uh, and I'm walking about 30-40 yards ahead I could see a lot of the players you know swapping and uh, Giuseppe Bergami who I played against you know all game uh, he was their captain uh, mm. in that tournament and uh, I remember one or two players trying to swap with uh, with Giuseppe, Giuseppe and uh, he said no 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 and uh, I'm just walking down you know and then he starts waving and I'm thinking he's waving at someone behind me mm. so I'm turning around and you know no one's waving back so I have no idea so I, I just keep walking and he's waving at me and goes, uh, okay, me, yes, ah. So I start talking to him. He goes, okay, we, we swap shirts? I says, yeah, oh, fantastic. We swap shirts. We swap shorts? Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> we swap socks? Yeah. We stop there, Giuseppe, just Giuseppe. We stop, <laughs> we stop right there. We swapped the whole kit. But it was fantastic. We swapped the whole kit. And he waited for me because he, I was the one that played against him oh, wow. all game. So I, yeah, that, that's a nice memory for Have me. you still got it? I've still got it. Well, Someone's got it. I think my get, oldest son has got that one. Did you get uh, yeah. a shirt on the... Was it too horrible on the semi-final to swap shirts? Like, 
No, I still got one. Have you? What have you got? Yeah, I'm not sure. Who did I get? It was an Effenberg, I think, or someone. Uh, to be honest, if, if you were a kind of a sub, you just well, you didn't bother in that you didn't mind because after that game, you, the kit man would go in the other dressing room and you'd throw a few that way. And oh, all right, so it wasn't like no, well, no, Mateus coming up to you. No, no, exactly, no, nothing like that. No, Effenberg, no. yeah, probably just threw it down on the floor and someone grabbed it and gave it to me or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> to be honest, that's the last thing you think about when you just lost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Last thing. It's, so it you must have quite a good. decent collection of kits then. Got a few. Yeah. Yeah, which is nice They're just nice memories um, I think uh, against Brazil played against Cafu so uh, yeah he seemed to be on a motorbike for 90 minutes going up and down that was, that was quite difficult yeah we, we swapped shirts but remember uh, Toto Scalacci who was a star of course mm. of that tournament uh, he split my eye in that uh, tournament as well oh yeah uh, in, in that game yeah. and uh, then I played on with blood on my shirt of course now you wouldn't be allowed to yeah. to kind of do that so I think Mark Wright had a split and I had a split as well yeah I remember so, Mark uh, Wright having that that's right feature. yeah mm. yeah. so um, yeah, it, it was kind of all after the you know the main event really yeah. but uh, certainly for me it was a good experience I enjoyed that then Graham Taylor comes along then Graham Taylor comes along were you like oh no <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I wonder if he remembers Aston Villa. Yeah. Uh, and he did, but it, you know, he, he picked me, and uh, I got a lot of caps on the ground. So no, uh, he was great. You know, he really yeah, because that's when your international career. Yeah, I, I, yeah, your I took it. That's right. I got a lot more caps, and um, I really like Graham in that um, you know he so wanted to do well with England. Uh, he was a, a great guy, a really nice uh, manager to, to kind of play for. Uh, yeah. My my thing, I suppose, would be just I think um, uh, tactically, I think um, international football is very different, and yeah. uh, maybe you know his his tactics weren't, I suppose, as suited to mm. to um, you know. Was he think, properly lump it forward, kind of? We did some strange things, you know. I, I, no, I, I can't say we didn't. We, yeah. we did some strange things. What kind of things? Kicking it out for a throw in at the start of a game. Oh really? Why? That's pretty strange. <laughs> what? Why? He instructed to kick it out. Yeah. What's for territory? Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking it's not rugby. We're playing football, and especially in international football, you give the ball away, you're not going to see it for the next, you know, five yeah. six minutes. So it was very much possession based. Obviously, you have got the best players in the world playing against each other. So, um, and one or two things like that. So, I, you know, you can understand it. You're away from home. You want to get the ball, you know, up and what have you. But you don't, you don't do that sort of thing, yeah, in my opinion, bizarre, anyway. So uh, just it? that sort of stuff. I, Does and anyone I, say anything when? He says, kick it out for throw. Well, it's Gary Lineker. Well, no, it was quite funny because it should have been David Platt that was doing it. Of course, when we practiced it, he was, you know, scuttling it along the ground and then miskicking it. So someone else took his duties. So rather oh. than say it, he oh, he really? cleverly got out of it. So things like that. So um, it was difficult. You know, I think um, I think tactically sometimes, um, you know, we, we, we maybe struggled a bit. But yeah, it was fantastic to play under him. Um, he was, you know, an Englishman through and through, and he's so proud to do the job. Yeah, and um, it, you know, didn't he comes quite work across out. in the documentary as a genuinely good man? No, he is a great guy. That's what I'm, I'm yeah. saying. I, I, you know, uh, admired him uh, a lot. But um, uh, it was just difficult. Yeah. So Euro '92. Yes. Just before. Did, did we win a game there? <laughs> Uh, you drew a game. Oh, there we go. <laughs> hey, there we go. Thank you. Euro 92, yes. you, you went to. Yes. Um, it's okay. Gary Lucas' last tournament. Yes. We you all... sat on the bench when the decision's made to sub him. Yeah. That was a surprise, <laughs> to say the least. Was there murmurings what, on the bench of like. Well, everyone what went a bit quiet. Doing? Yeah. You're thinking, oh, Did what's going on here? Well. Yeah. Yeah, but if you think you you know we were struggling, we needed a goal. Mm, yeah. He's the greatest goal scorer at the time, yeah. um, and it's a big decision. 
and what Alan Smith must have felt awkward <laughs> just a bit yeah. do you really want me to go on yeah. <laughs> I think I've got a hamstring yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was uh, well. Listen, uh, managers make big decisions. Yeah. You know, if suddenly he goes on and scores, everyone says it's the best decision ever. Yeah, it was a, a difficult moment. Again, another you know a, a bad tournament. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of forgotten tournament, isn't it? But it is. But I remember actually going to see Bruce Springsteen in uh, Stockholm during the tournament. Yeah, fantastic. It was. <laughs> 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 Who went with what you? What a gig that was! A load of them. Yeah, a load. No, a load of the boys went. Yeah, I remember. Um, <laughs> a couple of Swedish lads were there as well. Oh, really? Oh, I tell you what, he the was boss. brilliant. The boss was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> That's your main memory of that <laughs> Exactly, yeah. that was, yeah. <laughs> um, well, World Cup 94, obviously, we didn't make it. And it all came mm. down to a night in Rotterdam. Yes. You were playing. I was playing. You hit, when hit we, the post. You I hit did the post. hit the post. Firstly, there's a bit. Of, is there a conspiracy? Do you think that, that something dodgy was going on with the referee in that game? Well, well I always think that... Uh, uh, no, in that they're trying to do their best, but mm. my God, he made some mistakes. Mm. And when David Platt was through and Ronald Koeman pulled him back with no yeah. one in sight, he should have been off. Yeah. Should have been sent off. Yeah. Got a free kick instead. I took that free yeah, kick. You did, yeah. Went into the wall. Well, they charge out. That That's wall right. They're, they're they were in three yards away in the end. It goes yeah. up the other end. They get a free kick and they score. So, come on, England. Let's see if we can hold it out again. Again, it's Ronald Koeman. Again, the problem is there. Again, it's a critical moment. He's going to flip one now. He's going to flip one. He's going to flip one. And it's in. An excellent free kick. Brilliant execution. I do feel David Seaman's left him an awful lot here. We were nominating that from here, weren't we, Brian, before he'd even taken the kick. But he'd left him acres to go for. Changed his technique. He's had the blaster, which has been charged down. And a cruel, cruel, cruel injustice to England. Ronald Koeman should have been off the field and David Platt, in fact, I noticed after that goal was scoring, went straight up to the referee and pointed to the Dutch penalty area, saying exactly that. How prominent in that experience over two years or 18 months of Mm. qualifying was the documentary being made? To the players. To be honest, we didn't know too much about it, you know, and not only that, you, you are so focused as well. But it's, so it's not like you think, why are these guys with these? No, guys? no. But I, I have to say, I'm really surprised that you you get into a dressing room. Do you know what I mean? It's it's uh, that's yeah. always sacrosanct in that you keep everything in there. And, and why would you want to? Uh, but you, you don't remember them being in there. Not not it? really, because you, you are trying to concentrate mm. on the the game. You know, that's your job. So you try and just uh, ignore that. And it's brave. Let's be honest, of Graham Taylor to allow. Yeah, or brave is one well, way of looking at it. I thought they were going to qualify. I don't think you thought. Yeah. You must have thought you were yeah. going to qualify. Of course right. we did. And yeah. I, I remember the, I suppose the one game we played Poland away um, earlier, and we played Poland away. They played really well, Poland. We were one nil down. Uh, I think Wrighty came on, and again I, I crossed it. Wrighty scored the equaliser, so I got back to one one, and we were away then to Norway, and um, and I had, I had a pretty decent game, so I'm thinking I'm going to play in the, the next game. And Norway, we're kind of favourites to win that one. And uh, that's when I got left out, and the and the, the side actually changed, you know, a heck of a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, the reasoning that I got left out was because they had Justine Flo, who was six foot seven, a gigantic, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. player, and he was going to play right wing. Um, and the, very cultured game, Grant. Well, no, <laughs> exactly. So more, then yeah. I got, you know, explained to me that he was going to win every header. Okay. Yeah. And I said, well, that's really dangerous because he's going to be out on the touchline and so 
what's the problem? You know, yeah. it's chasing me. That should mm. be, you know, yeah. I can do it the other way. So anyway, but you know, the manager makes a decision. Then he come so and talk to me. Left back. Well, this was the problem. He ended up then jigging the side all around to put, you know, someone. Mm. Uh, I think was it uh, Gary Pallister? I think against Justine Flo. <laughs> But the funny thing, it was not funny, it wasn't funny at all, <laughs> in that I then wasn't even on the bench and we're all sitting up in the stand and the Norwegian side went into a huddle. Now our game plan was Jostein Flo playing right wing, you know, mm. winning these high balls. The huddle then broke up. Jostein Flo went left wing. <laughs> and Lee Dixon tells a great story that he's, he's down folding his socks up just before the game. As he looks up, Gary Pallas is right next to him. What are you doing here? You should be over there. It was farcical. Anyway, listen, they were the tactics that we employed. You know, yeah. I thought they were wrong and, uh, yeah. you know, we, we shouldn't be, well, obviously, Gary we Pallister wrong. on the wing. Well, yeah, it was just, it was, it was all a bit strange. It was all a bit strange. And of course, we went on to lose that game. Dude, that, that was your last ever cap for England, was it? You didn't, you didn't play yes. against San Marino? No, no, I didn't. That was my, my last cap. Um, I think actually the summer before well, the, the Norway debacle we went to the States so you're right after that oh, we came yeah, back yeah. but we played the USA yeah you lost uh, yeah. yeah okay thanks for that <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. you're full of good news aren't you yeah. 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 <laughs> well, why I remember that was you're quite right we did lose to Alexi Lalas Lalas you're right yeah, he did yeah, score yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, it, the great uh, headline in the, the Sun newspaper was uh, Yanks 2 Planks nil. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where Graham Taylor got all the, yeah. the flack and the turnip head and all that sort of yeah, stuff, which you know was a, was not good, not good. One more thing I want to talk to you about is mm. you then you got play for Leeds, but then what's you're one of the players that plays in Italy, mm. the English players, yes, that goes out there during the height of kind of Italian football in the UK. Did you want to always want to go out? And always play in wanted Italy? to, yeah. I always wanted to go out. Yeah, I did, and. Um, I suppose being a fullback, then you never quite got the opportunity. There were there were times, um, probably in the late eighties, early nineties, where if they they took uh, one player of one nationality, they'd try and bring two or three into the same nationality. Yeah, yeah. So I almost did that once or twice, going to various clubs, but it never quite worked out. Oh, so you'd almost go out with well, say, before, or yeah, that's or right. And uh, Gordon Cowns, I think, went to Bari and what oh, have yeah. you. So they were looking at you know various things, but um, it never quite worked out. So. Um, it just so happened that uh, I was close to signing uh, one point to, for Middlesbrough uh, yeah. from Leeds, uh, but then they were waiting and waiting, and um, Torino came in. Graham Souness was was at Torino. He tried yeah. to sign me for Rangers for a, yeah. you know that that period, and he said, "Listen, I you know I need you if you want a new experience. Um, I want you to come on out." So well, I said, "Yeah, why not?" You know, and we were the only to. two Brits kind of in Turin. Yeah, then. we were. Would you hang out? Uh, we did. We did at the start. Yeah, same hotel. I, I, I did exactly what I was told. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever he wanted to go to bed, I went, that's it. Oh, yeah, okay, great. Well, off we go. That's it. <laughs> to be fair, he was great. No, honestly, he was yeah. absolutely fantastic. And uh, uh, we had a, a good time until, unfortunately, he decided to kind of go head-to-head with their with Torino's star player, Gigi Lentini. Oh, who yeah. was the most expensive player in the world at one point. Yeah. And, uh, Hold him off a couple of times at half time. There's only one winner in that one, and yeah. uh, Graham got the sack, unfortunately. Oh, really? But but he was great. I had uh, you know a fantastic year. That was Player of the Year there as well. Everything wow, went again. extremely well for me there. Yeah, yeah, it was just tremendous, and I absolutely loved it. It's um. Did you do uh, Gazetta Football Italia? Did James Richardson come did a bit of that? Yeah, and all that. Yeah, I mean it was um it was a time when I suppose the probably earlier in the 90s when the the real big players were in Serie A, but. Uh, 
I, I, I loved it. I, I loved um, just the, the lifestyle, the different experience, the, the, the training, the way they looked after you. Was, was it a, really different to the Very different, yeah, absolutely. Very, very different. And that's why now it's difficult because you've got the Premier League players you know, with everything that they could ever want here in the UK. But I have to say, as an education for a player, playing in different leagues with different players, mm. different styles, different managers is fantastic. Mm. Those experiences are coming into the, the league here. Mm. But uh, as an experience, fantastic. Just um, they live and breathe. Football, yeah. you know, they, they really, really do. It's um, what, what I found there was, though, you, I understood why then the big Italian players would love to come to London because they could actually get lost in London in a way, whereas right. where it's Milan or Turin or Rome, there's no chance of them getting lost whatsoever. Yeah. You know, it was mm. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, non-stop. And I remember going to um, to the, the the local Torino restaurant. So the, the players after the game would head back to this restaurant uh, if you wanted to, and you and you would eat and. Yeah. Um, so when we won the first game, you know, we'd all go back and, uh, oh, the service we got was incredible. The table was full of food. You, know, you couldn't pay for your meal. It was just amazing. A week later, we lost to someone. I went back. My food was cold. <laughs> I, hardly got, I hardly got any pasta. My bill seemed extortionate. <laughs> These are my own fans. <laughs> and that's just the way it was over there, you know. Yeah. Did you ever get any sense historically now obviously with all the match fixing and stuff like that that's yeah. gone on and, and has been uncovered like was there ever any sort of sense of that sort of thing because you would have been in Serie B which I imagine is slightly more yeah. exposed to that sort of thing okay sense of it no I experienced it first hand oh really yeah, absolutely yeah and um, there I am on a Thursday mm. uh, in the changing room and uh, the owners of the club you know wander in and uh, they start uh, you know speaking away and I then think my Italian isn't very good because Italian is either present tense, past tense, or future tense, and they have different verbs. Yeah. And I'm sure he's talking in the future that we're going to have a draw. And I just couldn't believe it. I was a bit stunned because I didn't. Yeah. You know, and, again, and who's he talking to? The whole team. So the whole team. And you're just sat. There. And I'm just sat in the dressing room. Yeah. So uh, and then he starts going round the players, and so my teammates are going see see. So it's yes yes yes. You know, it comes to me. I've cottoned on what's going on now and I've gone no <laughs> English stupid on a C C C and that was it they walked out and I said well, what the hell is going on here you know so Parajato we're going to have a draw a draw I'm thinking oh my god this is crazy yeah. and then the uh, our star player of course then has a hamstring injury Lentini our, Lentini, our, our captain yeah. has the flu our, in, anyway five or six players dropped out even at right back he said his mum died for God's sake on the Monday she was alive again I mean, it was like a resurrection it, it was absolutely crazy so we travelled five hours across for this game and uh, it was that bad this is how bad it was um, I had to play right back anyone watched me play I had a right foot only for standing that's all it was so I had to play right back and I really struggled I just mentally yeah. I really struggled how do you try and draw a game that's hard. Well, that's hard, isn't it? It's extremely yeah. hard. And then the difficulty is that after 10 minutes, mm. their two centre-halves, the ball gets played up straight through the middle, their two centre-halves both go up for the ball and they smack heads and fall down. Our striker is clean through. You could see him going, oh God, what do I do? <laughs> so he, he gets close and toe pokes it and it goes out to the corner flag. So of course the whistles are going and everything. I'm thinking, oh my God. And I don't know if everyone... Would you or not, not just score and then go? We're going to concede. Like, was it a nil-nil? Well, the other team, nil. the other team in on it. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and what was the sort of mechanic? Like, what was the reason? Do you get a sense of were you doing the it to reason, help another team, or was there no? Because like they, had a, going they had a great or? home record. The, the 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 team we're playing against had a really good home record. Yeah. Uh, we were going for promotion. We were third or something. So we were there. So it's matters. So they decided. Not got matters. It was ridiculous. If we win that game, we go up. Wow. If we played it properly, yeah. uh, it, it's just crazy. You know, absolutely crazy. So I I, I struggled half time. I says, I have a hamstring injury, boss. He says. Grande Tony, well done, sit down, you're coming off. I said, thanks. And wow. off. It was awful. Absolutely wow. awful. And and what got me about it is that everyone accepted it. Right. And yeah. so like the fans as well? Is it are they were? Well, the fans or? were whistling and everything else, but so the fans knew. So. I, I think they knew. Of course they knew. And but what I'm saying is that in the last, I think, ten games of seasons and things are done. Right, were done yeah. sorry not now but yeah. they were done yeah. and at, because of the acceptance of, of how it was there was some really strange stuff mm. um, so that's the only bit that I was experiencing but that was bad yeah. enough so uh, yeah. and I, I couldn't uh, no couldn't play in that you came back Torino in financial yes. trouble yes did you try and move anywhere else in Italy or you- uh, yeah I was on quite a bit of money uh, and no one else could afford uh, that at the time at that level yeah. if you know what I mean uh, and don't forget I was 33, 34 as well yeah. so uh so I came back, um, ended up um, going to Derby County, and Jim Smith. I had a great two years there, you know, fantastic. Yeah. And we finished, I think, seventh or eighth uh, both seasons. So, uh, you know, the best that Derby have done for a long, long time. Yeah. There's some really good players there: Dean Sturridge, Paolo Wanchop, Igor Stimak. Yeah. We had a yeah. Were you there when Wanchop scored that goal? No, that was earlier. Yeah, oh. yeah, he was a, a really good player. Yeah. A great ability, long legs for God's sake. <laughs> I could run through them. That's how yeah, I'm totally lang- yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, so that was a yeah, a good time as well. And it was Jim Smith. Did he dish out the hair dry treatment? He looks like he could. Uh, yeah, uh, a lot of the time he did. And one of the um, he liked his red wine as well. Good old Jim yeah. Smith. He really liked his red wine. And there was a there was a game at Liverpool. We played Liverpool away, and he would always get a bit more nervous. You know, when the big games were coming up. Mm. And uh, we had some say, very good players, but one or two were injured. So we had a practice game on a Thursday. And we're playing Anfield uh, at Anfield against Liverpool on the Saturday. And suddenly our star player, uh, Eranio, who was a yeah. fantastic from AC Milan, you know, he had pulled his calf. And then I think it was Baiano, the other Italian striker, yeah. who was fantastic as well. Uh, he took a knock to the head. And some, anyway, our players were dropping like flies. It was crazy. And uh, he was getting more and more agitated, and Steve McLaren was the coach at the time. Oh, yeah. So in the end, they said, no, go, we've got to stop this training session. We have no players left. This is, this is crazy. <laughs> so uh, Friday, we all came in. He told a load of youngsters to pack their stuff as well, because they might be traveling, because we didn't know who was fit and who wasn't fit. We then just had a five-a-side, and that was it, because no one knew who was fit. All the big boys kind of dropped out with injuries. We got another injury. He said, right, no more five-a-side either. So he went up to Anfield with a bunch of kids, basically. Yeah. And... Um, Unbeknown to, to the players, uh, we didn't know what the team was. And I think Jim Smith and the staff may have had a few too many sherbets on the Friday night trying to work out what was going to happen. Following day, uh, 11.30, we're waiting for the team talk and it didn't arrive. Uh, the boss didn't turn up. So Steve McLaren goes, well, I'm not sure where he is. Just Everyone just go on the coach and we'll, we'll sort it out when we get to Anfield. So yeah. we had no idea. We had these young kids who are wetting themselves, don't know if they're playing or what's going on. Uh, we we get to the the ground. Uh, eventually, he picks a team. He reads it out, and uh, we just went with a bunch of kids, and uh, we beat them two one. <laughs> and on the Times the next day, it says tactical genius Smith wins the day. <laughs> <laughs> 
We had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> Maybe that was the best way. Maybe that was the tactical yeah. genius. But yeah, no, I had a really good time uh, there. Two years there was uh, was lovely. Yeah, yeah great. Yeah. Um, wonderful career. You've got to be pleased with how it went from a letter in Australia. Not yeah. so bad. Twenty-seven pence. That stamp <laughs> wasn't bad at all. <laughs> Twenty-seven pence. Yes, <laughs> it certainly was. <laughs> no, it certainly was. Uh, yeah, you know, absolutely. Just to to be part of all that. Um, yeah really was a dream come true I know it's a cliche but uh, it yeah. was for me for sure yeah. uh, uh, we always ask this standard question to end an interview okay. if we gave you the option of going back to the 1st of January 1990 and reliving it all again would you? too right absolutely <laughs> what kind of a question is that? <laughs> Tony Dorigo thank you very much great Love thank, thank, you. You. thank you thanks guys That was Tony Dorigo. Absolutely loved that. What a lovely man as well. Lovely bloke. Um, far more Australian than you expect. <laughs> and was more than happy to talk about three international tournaments at which he only appeared once. <laughs> there was that slight thing when we were writing the interview where we were like, what are these interviews about him not playing? <laughs> but uh, brilliant. What a career. You forget how varied and how many things... Tony Dorigo did in his career. Yeah. Yeah, not many players go abroad either. He's one of a select few. Yeah. Right, time for Review Haiku. It's Review Haiku. 90s football Review Haiku. Review Haiku. Okay, it's time for a review haiku. Just to remind you that every week we pick two review haikus. A haiku has five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. Every week we ask you to write one on iTunes. Michael picks his favourite. If you're selected, you win a Graham Says Hitler's exclusive bit of Quickly Kevin merchandise. It's a mug. I will now begin with the two selected for this week. The first one is by Bates31. Tony Warner sad. David James is the top lad. Peggy Arfis sad. Brilliant. Nice. So good. That's basically so what you want. And then um, Mike probably Amelia's Ruby. Des Walker's abroad, amazed by the choices more than just Penne. Oh, oh. that is that is absolutely <laughs> lovely. Yeah, I'm second one for me. Amelia's yeah. Ruby, you have won a Graham says Hitler's mug. Wow, that is superb, isn't it? Peggy Arfis sad. Five syllable. Yeah, wonderful. lovely actually. Peggy Arfis sad. <laughs> One of those players that I think is more known than he has right to be from his career because he's got a funny name. Yeah. Because he's called Peggy. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's like a boy named Sue or whatever that Johnny Cash Right, quiz. For those of you who aren't familiar with the show, each week Josh and Chris go head-to-head in a 90s football quiz to choose which 90s song gets to play out at the end of the show. Last week, Josh won and chose Walk Away by Cast. Oh, good choice. And he is currently 3-1 up for the series. So Chris really needs this one to stop Mm. Josh running away with it. And this week, it's a new format. What? The the Italia 90 Maths Sum... So here's how it works. You will be given a math sum based on aspects of the Italia 90 football tournament. All you need to do is work out the answer from the clues given. Closest player to the correct answer wins. Chris is holding his face like a man (laughs) terrified. I love Italia 90. It's one of my favourite things. So here is your question. You need to take the number of goals scored by Gary Lineker at the tournament. Add to that... The shirt number worn by Paul Gascoigne, 
multiply that by the total number of goals scored in England's third place playoff defeat to Italy, then subtract the total number of teams at the beginning of the tournament, and finally, multiply that by the number of goals the Divine Ponytail Roberto Baggio scored at Italia 90. And while Chris and Josh work out their answers, for the listeners at home, here is a classic clip from that tournament. But still, Badger. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I love maths. I fucking love maths. If I was on a train and I could just do a book of sums, I'd really enjoy it. Isn't that sad? Oh, wait a minute. Scalacci scored quite a lot. Oh, how many how many other goals are there to go around? Ready? Done. Yeah, right. Oh god. <laughs> I'm in such a terrible run at the moment. With a sum where the final one is times. It could go anywhere. So quick recap, the sum was take the number of goals scored by Gary Lineker at the tournament, add to that the shirt number worn by Paul Gascoigne, times that by the total number of goals scored in England's third place playoff defeat to Italy subtract the total number of teams at the beginning of the tournament and then finally multiply that by the number of goals Roberto Baggio scored at Italia 90. So I'm going to get you to show your workings. Yep. Josh, you go okay. first. Whoever's closest okay. is the okay. winner. Gary Lineker scored four goals plus 19 won by Paul Gascoigne. I think the England Italy game was 2-1 so that's times three. So that's 23 times three. Is 69. Yeah, 69, which, bit of blue. Um, <laughs> total number of teams is 24. Yeah. Takes us to 45. I've gone four, but I think it might be less because six for Scalacci, I don't know if he's going to have got four. So 180 for Josh. 180. Chris, show your working. Total number of goals scored by Gallinica, I thought it was six. Add that to the shirt number worn by Paul Gascoigne, 19. Times that by a number of... Uh, goals in England's third place playoff three subtract the total number of teams at the beginning of the tournament I've got down 32 finally multiply what, that have you, what are you on there that's very, going to be quite similar so, so uh, 43 so I was on 45 by that point anyway we've got to more or less the same well times to the multiple number of go- goals that, that Roberto Baggio scored in Italian night I said two that's 86 oh, I think Clark Skull might have that you know okay so the correct answers were Gary Lineker scored four goals at the oh, tournament no I don't think that's going to affect you too badly because it's the first one it's that final answer bad yet Paul Gascoigne did wear the number 19 shirt yeah. Yeah. so that's 23 England Italy was 2-1 so that's three goals yeah. so 23 times 3 is 69 sorry for the death yeah. total number of teams at the tournament was 24 bloody hell. I was right up until this and then I so 69 it. minus 24 is 45 absolutely <laughs> huge Roberto Baggio scored two goals oh! at the tournament Skull. so the correct answer is 90 despite getting more of the answers <laughs> wrong unbelievable I have stumbled over the finish line <laughs> with 86 so that's why I love maths it's a great leveller <laughs> That makes it 3-2 overall, and oh, wow. Chris, you get to pick the song that plays out at the end of the show. I would love us to play out to the theme tune to The Shoe People. What the fuck? <laughs> yes, please. That is an absolute banger. Thank you so much for listening. Um, thank you very much to Tony Dorigo for being absolutely brilliant. And next week, we have the wonderful Ellis James. 
pouring his heart out in a similar manner to Matt Ford pouring his heart out about Nottingham Forest. We'll see you next week. Robbie Slater, see you later. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.